Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Well, hey, One Hope Church and One Hope friends. Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast. And uh, we are now in uh, entering into week nine of this 12-week series, going through the Minor Prophets, taking one Minor prophet a week, and this morning at One Hope we looked at uh, the book of Zephaniah, which, as I shared, I I thought that I had gotten through the really difficult, uh, wrath-filled, judgment-laced passages or books uh, with Nahum a couple weeks ago. But uh, Zephaniah is a book that is just—I mean, it's a short book, three chapters, and I encourage you to read through it. But a lot of wrath of God, judgment, and anger of God uh, type uh, verses and passages in this uh, small little book. and But as I shared this morning at, at One Hope, um, it's not all wrath and not all judgment, though the most of it is. There's there's glimmers of hope and there's calls to repentance and there's uh, hints at uh, God leaving a remnant and purifying his people. And so ultimately, how we kind of landed on this and saw this book is that in the context of the time of King Josiah, that it seems pretty clear that uh, partly as a result of the preaching of uh, of prophets like Zephaniah, who lived during the days of King Josiah, what we know from history is is a great renewal movement and reformation in Israel happened uh, during the reign of King Josiah, probably in part at, as a result of the preaching of Zephaniah. And so uh, Zephaniah got to be a part of just a fantastic, beautiful move of God among the people of Judah, the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, during his lifetime. And yet, if you really take the totality of his book, not all the prophecies were fulfilled uh, as a result of that renewal. In fact, that renewal, I think that Reformation was was just a foretaste of the real prophetic um, fulfillment of, of how the prophecy uh, would truly be fulfilled in the birth of the church uh, for 600 years after Zephaniah, uh, really the judgment of God had fallen. Um, we talked about the judgment, the wrath of God passages being like like in a remodel, uh, uh, God doing the demo. He has to destroy everything and, and clear everything out and start over. And he did that, um, fulfilled it with the destruction of the northern kingdom, destruction of the southern kingdom. But he was doing that to prepare a foundation for the coming of the Messiah, uh, who would be the true building, the true temple. Jesus said, tear down this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. So physical temples had been destroyed, but to make way for the true spiritual temple, which is Jesus himself, and then then us being his body, the body of Christ, uh, we are the body, he is the head, we are we are a living building being built up with living stones with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. And so as we kind of unpack this Zephaniah passage and and uh, kind of wrestle with what I think is really the main theme of Zephaniah this week, I've picked scriptures that really relate to, um, really in part to the Lordship of Christ that uh, that the Christian life is not something that we can go into half-heartedly and just say, hey, I'm going to keep this and that, but I'll let God have this part of me. That no, he is about, he has to do the complete demo or else um, he can't 
construct the building that he wants to build in us. He, he has to start from scratch. He can't use the sinful, idolatrous material of our lives. He has to he has to deal with that. He has dealt with it through the cross. And so having taken our sin out of the way, laid upon the cross, the demo done through Jesus on the cross, he is now at work then to, to grow us and to build into us uh, his kingdom. It's Christ in you, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so, um, so there is two senses of that, um, that uh, maybe want us to kind of hold in, in not attention, but just in balance. Uh, one is the fact that that work is the work that Christ did at the cross once for all. At the cross, the demo happened, the demolition happened. Our sins were completely wiped out. And and also on the cross, through the resurrection of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we've been imparted with the righteousness of Jesus. And so the remodel is complete. There's there's nothing more that needs to be done. And yet, the Christian life is all about working out that salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, do this work of sanctification, being transformed into the image of Christ, day by day, moment by moment. And so... There's also just the practical application of just the daily taking up our cross and following Jesus. And each day, each morning coming and say, okay, Lord, I empty myself, do the demo. Uh, I, I can't build on what I, what I have or any even the good works that I think I have are, are not worth building upon. I empty myself even of that and invite you to come, Holy Spirit, a living God, come and reside in me and fill me up to overflowing and give me grace to walk in the power of your spirit. Uh, again, it's not, what we've, as we've looked in the past, it's not about what, what would Jesus do and then trying to do it ourselves, but what, Jesus, what are we doing today? It's not about improving ourselves, but getting ourselves out of the way and letting Christ in you, the hope of glory, rise to the surface and do the leading. He is the contractor. He is the builder. He is the, the artist, the master artist who's building in us a great and beautiful sanctuary to be a presence of uh, a place of the presence for the good and beautiful God to reside and to be that beacon of light to the world around us then too. So as we go through the readings, I've, I've picked passages uh, that really speak to the, the call to be wholehearted. Caleb in the Old Testament was wholehearted. We're going to look at that on one of our days. And there's some really hard calls of Jesus to, to leave everything to follow him. But if we could look at those difficult passages in the light of, of 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 this whole picture of he's got to do a complete remodel he can't work with the materials that we have and so um i do have a really hard uh, passage about that but it i want you to notice the context i kept the context it flows out of that passage that says let the little children come to me the kingdom of god belongs to such as these unless you enter the kingdom like a child a helpless child with nothing you cannot enter it at all. And and uh, that flows into the Rich Young Ruler passage, uh, which I guess is the another passage that I, that is also a, a, a call to uh, to leave everything and uh, to not uh, place our, our hope or trust in any aspect of our own goodness. God's got to do a complete demo on us first, and then he can, then he can work with us. Then he can do things in us and through us. So... Um, enjoy the readings, uh, wrestle with them, uh, and 
um, and trust the goodness of God. With these difficult passages that speak of the lordship of Christ, it's not about trying to earn God's approval by submitting to his lordship. And quite the contrary, it's, it's, play, it's really placing our trust and hope in the goodness of God. He is a good God. He He wants to do a good work in us. And, and so we trust in his goodness, even in his purging and wrath and anger to burn away the chaff and to deal with our sin and to grow us into the creatures that he's designed and destined us to be. Uh, we can trust him as wrath, celebrate his wrath and anger and and purifying work in us. And it's his work, not our work. And so we can rest and trust in that. So let me pray for us and just kind of bless you on your way in your reading uh, this week. Jesus, thank you so much that you are the master builder, master contractor, and and you paid for this job with your own blood. Lord Jesus, we worship you, we thank you, and we we just ask that you would give us grace uh, uh, as each day goes by to, to get out of the way, to empty ourselves, and th- to be filled with you and your Holy Spirit. I invite you to come and, and to build this beautiful sanctuary of your presence in our lives and in your church. May we together be that beacon of light to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.